What is going on, big sexy world travelers? This is Judgmentalist. We're coming at you on a bonus day with a bonus episode in a bonus way. That's right. We're coming at you with one more of Big Sexy's wonderful interviews. Yeah. Why does this feel like it's longer, man? Why does it feel like it's longer? <laughs> Other than you ran out of shit to say. But I have been hitting that mark for so long without even thinking about it. It's been unconscious for so long, and somehow I came up short. That's all right. So without further ado, here's your host, Big Sexy. Hi, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Whenever this is hitting your ear holes, I hope that it is good. Yeah, man. Uh, Welcome, guys, to a bonus episode. Uh, Today, I'm very happy because this interview was one that I had wanted, like, you know, I've been wanting to interview people for, you know, since I started interviewing people. So, they're, of course. They're, for, for, oh, yeah, you'd be cool. I would love to have you on the podcast. This is the first uh, guy that I wanted on the podcast that I was like, oh, I have to have him on the podcast. Like, he is hilarious. He's edu- He's really smart, funny, uh, has some of the best ideas about the United States and the American dream. And, and, you know, he got all his ideas from the U S from, you know, social media and movies and stuff like that. So it was very fun debunking his ideas of what America is like. Love talking to him. Really cool dude. I hope you enjoyed the interview. We met at the first wine Wednesday that I went to. I remember, remember remember me talking about going to those for the very first one when we got into Malaga. Uh, we met and chatted and talked a little bit at the first one Wednesdays, but then the next time we met was at a beach, and there we really hung out and got to sit. You know, when you sit down on the beach and you're chilling by the sea and it's a lovely, warm day in the south of Spain, you really get to know people. Yeah, you really get to, get to open up. And that's when I realized that I needed to have him on the podcast. You know. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think this needs too much more introduction. Well, let's have it. All right. Well, the folks, get ready. This is my boy Nas. Interview. I'm just off What up, Sexy World Travelers? It's your boy, Big Sexy, here with another bonus episode, another interview uh, with, with, uh, I tell you what, this is the interview that I've been waiting for for quite some time. All you guys heard me talk about this dude uh, way back in June uh, after I met uh, my good friend here, we were... uh, um, probably one of the most interesting people I've met through the Digital Nomad group, and I've been dying to get uh, him on the podcast, and today is the day, so you're welcome. It took a minute, but it's happening. Uh, I'm banned. I'll let him tell his backstory. I'll let him get into it. We'll get there, but let me tell you, I'm so excited to be doing this right now. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together. Give it up for Nas. 
Damn, what an introduction. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, I man. mean, uh, you proposed this uh, podcast a long time ago, but yeah. here I am. Finally. It was it supposed to happen last summer. <laughs> it took a minute. It took a minute. You here know, schedules and, and travel and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, plus, you always live like in Torremolinos. I live in Malaga and it's a bit Right, it's a bit distance, distance. I finally got him out to Benalmadena, guys. I finally got him out here. Although, you know, always was willing to travel, but it worked out. It worked out. My belief is that it happened when it was supposed to happen. True. I agree right. with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, let's start from the beginning. Let's tell our friends where you're from. Uh, let's start with where you're from and, and, and what you do. I'm from Libya, although I was born in Austria and lived most of my life in Venezuela. But okay. uh, ethnically speaking, I'm I love 100% that. Uh, Libyan. You're from Africa. Libya. Yes. But you were born in Austria. Yes. My father used to be a, an ambassador, so every eight years we would switch from one country to another. Oh, wow. Oh, so, that, yeah, when I was born, my father was the Libyan ambassador to Vienna. Okay. And, yeah, we just uh, I happened to be born in Austria. And how long were you in Austria before you went to Venezuela? Um, so, till 2001, then we did not move directly to Venezuela. We okay. moved first to uh, Libya. And then, yeah, my father just uh, found um, another opportunity to be a, uh, to work for the diplomatic mission in Caracas. And okay. then we went there and I went there. And that, was, that, was, was Argentina like your formative years, like your like yeah, I started high school. and teenager? Okay. Yeah, yeah, teenager. So we went there for the first time when I was 13. Okay. And then when I finished high school, I remember my father told me like, hey, uh, you want to study in a Venezuelan uh, university or you want to go back to Libya and study there? Right. I thought about it for uh, one day, actually, and I told him, like, you know what? I'm going to go uh, learn Spanish. I remember I had, like, three months to learn Spanish <laughs> before <laughs> okay. university started. And I was like, yeah, it's time. Uh, I told him, like, yeah, I'm going to learn Spanish in these three months, and hopefully that will be enough. And it was actually enough because the first year was amazing, although I struggled at the beginning. with Because um, no, it's not Spanish. I mean, you're competing with native speakers there at right. the university, so... Uh, I mean, you, you're imagine you're like learning Spanish for three months, and then you study university here in Malaga. Right, Malaga. Right. You're competing with the native speakers, so right. uh, the professors would expect like a, a language, like a native level, and we were studying linguistics. Yeah, let's say what were you studying there? Because modern languages. Okay, because I'll say to be fair, if I were to study here in Malaga, I would study theater, <laughs> and so while I'm competing with native speakers in Spain, I've been doing theater for a very long time. So I understand the concept of theater. Exactly. All I have to do is plug in the language. They understand the language, but they have to try to understand the concept of yes. theater, which I already have in my basis. But if you're trying to study languages in a foreign language, it's crazy. And that sounds fucking intense. Yeah. And one of the languages, as I said, is linguistics, which is the philosophy of language. So it's so right. complex. Because you're supposed to know the language, so you're studying what's beyond the language. Right. The philosophy of the language itself, how we agree to speak or uh, use certain signs to learn a language or to use. Like, for instance, a word like dog mm -hmm. is in English, perro in Spanish, kelp in Arabic. So, kelp? Yeah, kelp. Oh, interesting. Okay. It sounds like kelp, the name in English, but it's kelp. Right. And, yeah, all these uh, words... Uh, in reality, have nothing to do with reality. It's just random noises that we agreed that 
dog, dog, like the sounds, <laughs> means this animal. And another culture right. decided to say perro to refer to the same animal. So in right. reality, it's uh, arbitrary, this this connection right. between the real thing and the word. So yeah, you study the philosophy of language in a language that you started learning three months before. That sounds that crazy intense, right. I remember I flunked uh, the first exams. I was really struggling, but then I kind of turned it at the very end of the, uh, the semester. And I just barely got a 10 out of it. But I asked uh, my subjects in English and nice. in French because I had, uh, you had that knowledge. Of now that the English. knowledge, right, right, right. Exactly. So I was struggling. <laughs> You're like, mostly. I'm going to get you bitches next time when we get to somewhere where I'm getting comfortable. Yeah, exactly. So I was really feeling comfortable with English. Like in some, like sometimes I would study for linguistics and uh, Spanish language, like Spanish literature. Okay. Um, in like when I have exams for English language or French. So it's crazy that, uh, but it was like a big um, sacrifice. And I think, I think you better, it. yeah. And you grew from it, right? Like, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, because you, you, one, you speak Spanish very well. Yes. You know, uh, some would even say fluent. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I wouldn't say, well, na- native level. I mean, my English yeah. would be the same as my Spanish language skills, yeah. I would say. So I would, I would almost so native well. level. Almost native level, right, right which is, which is uh, impressive. <laughs> yeah, um, after so right. many struggles, yes. Right, right. Uh, but also, the and then I love, because you, I haven't really ever studied linguistics, but I've always been intrigued by it. I think the concept of different languages, I find that so fascinating, that based on your geographic location on this planet we call Earth, you speak a completely different tongue yes. than I speak, but the same shit exists in your world as it does in mine. Exactly. It's just we we have this noise that we make. Yes. That says that is a chair. Yes. Right? No, no, no. I'm I come from this part of the globe. That's a silla. Exactly. Like what? Okay, I mean, but but it is, right? Like we we're in the world where the language has existed. Right where these these patterns um, already exist to the point that it's being taught, right? But, and this is what I why I love things like you know Webster's dictionaries word of the year yeah. or new words being added to the dictionary. People are like, how can new words be added to the dictionary? Because <laughs> oh. language is evolutionary. Exactly. It's very fluid. It's very fluid. It's always growing. New sounds get created to mean different all things the time. all the time. Um, you know, like the term, like remember the first time uh, the word bling. Bling. Bling got introduced into the lexicon, uh, the American lexicon. Oh, I didn't know about it. Do you know what bling is? No. <laughs> I bet you do. I mean. If I have a big diamond on my ring finger, okay. I got bling. Oh. Bling is shiny jewelry, generally shiny jewelry. It's supposed to be, it came from the concept of if I have a diamond in my ear and the light hits it. So it comes from the noise. It comes from the imaginary noise, noise. right? <laughs> I mean, there's there, no there noise. There is no actual it. noise if light hits my earring. Bling. But it's always been uh, identified in movies and yeah, television yeah, yeah. shows, whatever, that the smile. Right, but uh, it became popular, and uh, Shaquille O'Neal popularized it 
when he won a championship ring. He kept saying, I got my bling. I finally oh. got my bling. And, he's, and, and, and the bling meant rings and jewelry and diamonds. Like shiny stuff. Then the hip-hop community introduced Once the hip-hop community introduces it, bling. Yeah, the whole world then, it be, it. then it was in the dictionary. Bling. Bling. Like, what year was it introduced? Do you remember? No. Is it like in the 90s? In the 2000s. Early, okay. early aughts, I believe. Um, I don't know. I got, we got little pocket computers. Let's see. Uh, bling added to Oxford Dictionary. Do you use Urban Dictionary? I love that dictionary. 2003. Wow. Bling, bling added to Oxford, Oxford bling, Dictionary. Bling. Yeah. And I love that kind of stuff, right? Like swag. Yeah, that's a new word, actually. Uh, right, it's a newish word, you know. Um, I love that you use dog and the American. Because the uh, dog do, was there. But dog, pedal, but like, what's up, dog? Right, <laughs> right. right? That's American that's some, slang for you. American what's slang. Dog? Right, but again, you've never been to America. No, but. Uh, right, but it's, in, but it's in your zeitgeist. Right, like it's in your, your realm of the world. You, you yeah. hear it, you know. Um, so yeah, the fact that you studied it, yes, right, like you at the like age you, of 13, approximately, that's when I started that's learning insane. English. What, why do you, do you remember why you wanted to? Uh, I studied the English language, uh, beginning of high school back then in Libya, you can study it as a major, okay? So I studied with that, like I started with that, and um, later on, you can uh, choose even uh, literature, Shakespeare. Jeffrey Chaucer, Charles Dickens. I mean, last right. night we were there. Uh, At the Christmas Carol. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, listen, last night we went to a cemetery uh, here in Spain, an English cemetery here yes. in Spain. Yes, Cementerio Inglés. And they were doing uh, Christmas caroling, and then they also did a rendition of uh, a Christmas carol, the the, the Scrooge uh, story. Um But with like a Scrooge and yeah. a ghost and a, a, the other male character was different than uh, Bob Cratchit. Oh, uh, I'm yeah. not familiar with that character. So Bob Cratchit is was his employee. Oh, Right, okay. that Scrooge like needed yeah, extra money him. for family. But Scrooge like, fuck your family. <laughs> <laughs> and then the three girls like, you need to change yeah. your ways, right? How did like Spanish uh, Flair, I don't know, flavor right. mixed into it. I mean, they even sometimes interacted with the, the crowd there. So yeah. it was like... I have no idea what the ass portion of sometimes it... Sometimes they were just like screaming things like, oh, you forgot about that. Yeah. So like, well, I mean, with the, like, like the one actor who played the what I assume was the Bob Cratchit character came in with donkey ears Yeah, and put them on the woman. Yes. That was funny. <laughs> But I again, I wasn't using my Google Translator at the time. I have no idea what that represented. I because I don't recall of the Christmas Carol having an ass. I think it's a, just a like burrito. A, uh, burrito. That, burrito that's yeah. what they call it. Uh, I think it's just like an element added to to add extra interaction with the crowd, so okay. that you are there. We are like you a can part be story, part right. of the show exactly. Right. So uh, I think they added a little bit, which is nice. Sometimes yeah, in yeah. theater, go for the audience, give them some participation. Like, yeah, so yeah. they feel like connected. I'm not just like a, you know, just a, not a spectator. Yeah, just, just a spectator. Yeah, right. it can be boring, but if they think that they might be part of the show, they're like, okay, got to pay attention. So it right. keeps you on the edge of your seat. Yeah, it was very, it was very interesting. It's it enjoyable. Um, 
Awesome. Now, now, how long have you been in Malaga? Almost a year, actually. Next week, it will be one year. Exactly. What, what brought you here? Uh, I used to live in Latvia before coming to Malaga. I was doing my master's degree in Spanish philology, interestingly. How'd you, uh, we'll put a pin in that because I want to hear how you got to Latvia. But, but. Uh, okay, let's start. So after Venezuela, 10 okay, years yeah. there, we went to my like a diplomatic mission that my father had uh, came to an end after the Libyan civil war. Okay. So we went back to Libya. Uh, I stayed there for t- two years, I remember. And then I kind of didn't like the lifestyle back in Libya. So I was like saying to my, my dad, hey... I'm going to go back to Venezuela on my own. He was like, well, uh, I don't like that decision, but I respected Lola. He eventually right. came uh, with me and my sister. Oh, well, okay. They kind of at the end said like, okay, we're going to join you for that. Uh, Shout out to Aya. Uh, it was my other sister who also. Oh, not Aya. Granada, but not How Aya. many sisters do you have? Ooh, four. <laughs> really? Yeah. Are you the only brother? No, I have uh, two more brothers. So How, we are seven in total. You're seven in total. You're a, a big, big family. family. Yeah, I actually always thought we have uh, really big families. Like I had a big family, right? Because in Latvia, for instance, you cannot really find families with more than two, three max like, right. family members. But then here in Malaga, as I met the Dutch, uh, there are some Dutch families that are even bigger than mine, like Loyenka. Yeah, from really? our group, she has. Like I met at least three of her sisters that came to visit her here, here in Malaga, and she has like eight. Oh, like wow. there are eight in total or something. But I remember like when she said that, I was like, interesting. So uh, I come from a big family, but right, it's interesting to see your a, b- a bigger right, right, right. I see, and I come from me. Uh, do you have any siblings? No. So you're the like an only the child. only child. Interesting. Yeah. Now I married into a large family. My wife has is a, is one of six. Okay, so that's um, big. Yeah, so that was that that was very interesting. But I'm always in, like, I never had the experience of large. A lot of my friends kind of had large families. Um, my best friend was one of four. Uh, my other best friend was one of five. In the U.S., what like what is considered big? Is it more than two? I'd say more than four. Yeah, okay. four, 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 four is about common. Right between three and four is is you'll see mostly that right one brother yeah, three siblings right um, you, when you get to five and six that can be considered big but I mean it can get massive uh, <laughs> especially I mean uh, we're kind of my wife is, loves uh, cult documentaries and we started watching one about uh, Mormons I think no 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 <laughs> but there's a, a polyg- some kind of polygamy group um a very famous one that involved murder and whatever, whatever. i only cut bit t- that's why my information is shoddy because only cut <laughs> tidbits it's called daughters of a cult i remember the name so listeners is it on netflix more, or what it's on the, uh, uh probably on amazon or hulu okay. i would assume uh but it might be on netflix i don't know um because again wife wife was watching that whatever but uh they were the family there was like because they had so many different wives, it was like 22 deep. Like 22 siblings and half siblings and all that kind of stuff. Like, that's stupid. Like, one dude, like, popping all these babies and all these different women. Like, cut it out. Stop it. Stop building your own city. So that's, uh, the Mormons uh, are allowed to have more than one? I don't feel it's more, again, I don't, I don't think it was fully Mormon. I think it was. Uh, some cult. Some cult. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, like lots and lots and lots of babies, 
and that's that's too many. That's too many. Well, but, well yeah. So I've only met the one sister. Your one sister. I've only yeah. Met there is another that also lives in Granada. Okay. Uh, she came to visit me like I don't know a month ago or something. But yeah, she's more of like a not as outgoing as I am. So. Right. Uh, maybe one day you'll meet her. Hopefully. So yeah, uh, where were we again? We were tra- so you got to Venezuela. You left from Venezuela. Your father and your sister went. Oh yeah, they came with me, uh, and then I remember uh, in Caracas, uh, I got the like um, reply from the University of Latvia that hey, uh, I've been admitted. Okay. So I told my father about it. He was like, okay, so, so what are we doing here? Because we were planning to renew the residence permit in Venezuela. Right. And I was like, okay, let's go back. And then uh, we went back to uh, Libya. I just uh, applied for the visa, the Latvian visa in Turkey. Okay. And I started my university studies, master's degree. Nice. And yeah, like... And I was, still in linguistics? Uh, Spanish philology. This Spanish, time. Spanish philology. Yeah, I took like something uh, like... I said to myself, hey, I need to study either French or Spanish, something I know. Mm-hmm. French is still a bit difficult for me because I forgot most of it. Right. I haven't practiced Not it practice. as much. You didn't, you didn't, we went to Venezuela. You didn't go to Belgium or Paris. Yeah, but I studied it for five years and I actually right. even taught it at some point. So oh, I really okay. had a good uh, level of French that I kind of lost. Because if you don't practice it, you lose it. You any, lose it. any skill yeah. in, in life, if you don't constantly practice it and you know work for it you will lose it like whatever it could be a musical instrument you will have it there but you you will need to kind of restudy it in order right. to be able to right. practice it again. like i used to learn i played the clarinet when i was younger what is that the it's a long woodwind instrument it's, okay you see it's really black long wood and uh, we went to go see a concert at um the chris Kristen museum in malaga uh tyson no not Kristen. Uh, the Tyson Museum in Malaga. And I, I was looking at the clarinetist and I was like, oh man, I used to play clarinet. It's good to see people Damn. playing clarinet. Da, da, da. And then my brain went, you know, you can't do that no more. <laughs> I mean, if you... you you do understand the concepts, the basics of it. I can put one together. I can put a read together. I can make it make noise. Yes. But I would have to study once again. I don't remember what keys are for which notes. You see? I'd have to restudy that part of it. But yeah. But you will retake it or kind of get the grasp of it quickly rather than someone that would do it for the first time. Correct. Correct. So, but it's going to take you some time. So same with you in Spanish. or In French. French. Yeah. So that's why I eventually took Spanish. Um, I finished all the subjects. So I passed them all. And I still have the final paper. So I had to stay one more year in Latvia to for that um to finish that okay but i really you still have to i could have have. i mean it's a it's my choice right but then i really was um not feeling great in latvia i mean with the weather and everything i I just knew from the very first year in latvia that this is not the place where i want to be right and i applied um, for a residence permit actually the first time to study here in spain got rejected and then the second time i applied for another visa which is like the non-lucrative residence permit that i have and I got, as soon as I got it, I remember I said, I said like to myself, fuck the university, I'm out of here. So I was really happy and I, like I've been living here for one year and I got to say it's a really one of the best decisions I've ever made because I feel a lot happier being yeah. in Spain. You seem, you, you are um, a very happy, uh, go lucky kind of individual, which is one of the reasons why I gravitate to you already because uh, <laughs> you, you have a view of life that is like upbeat and and joyful you know what i mean um 
because again, the world can beat you down. The world can be negative, Absolutely. and we've all we've been through trials, we've been through tribulations, we've had hard times. We both we both understand what those is, but we don't view life in that way. Like we don't approach new environments. We don't approach things with such a negative attitude. Right? No, definitely not. Right. Um, but it's just, just sometimes certain things are for some people. Like um, when I went to Latvia, um, like recently, like I sh- like posted some stories on Instagram. Yeah. Some people were like, where's this? I want to go there. But there are others like you. And you said, no, no. It's mm. like, it, I'm in your own, like on your team in this case. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I was yeah. there because I had to. Right. But for many people, they would they would want to live there. Oh yeah, and I, I, I knocked nobody for that. What you posted was a picture of snow, a lot of a snow. lot of snow, and that will always have the knee jerk reaction of "fuck that." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But for many people, like I would view this as negative because I, I kind of suffered, and it's not for me. But for many people, this is heaven. Right. So I mean. You view life like this is so personal. It's so subjective. Like, yeah, it, for you, something can be really bad, but for someone else, exactly the exactly. same can be really good. Exactly, wonderful. So, that makes sense. That makes sense. Because you know, I, 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 you know, I do daily beach, beach pics here, yeah. right? All the time, I'm on the beach. I know there are people who can't stand it, right? Who hate sand, yeah, right? Some who do, do, do not want to end in like, like, oh, the sun. I, he's out there. Ugh. I mean, that, go, go, big sexy. That's you, but never me. And fair, right? Go big sexy, yeah, yeah. I'll do it. You know, I live where I live. And again, when they're out there, you know, on the ski slopes, yeah, exactly. And yeah, that's when they're happy. That's where they're happy. Please be happy, listeners. Whatever you do, please be happy. Be happy. <laughs> Just know that if you're in the snow, I'm happy for you, but I will not be happy with you. Exactly. Not with you. <laughs> right. Right. I'm happy for you, not with you. Um, excellent. So. Uh, so then you got there, resident, came to Malaga, yes, and been here for about a year now. Yeah, I'm already in the process of renewing my first, uh, like the permit, because every year you, you need to renew it, right? And yeah, I'm currently waiting for a reply. Oh, right, fingers, fingers, fingers crossed. I hope it goes well. Perfect. Yeah, because yeah. otherwise I'll have to leave. Yeah, gotta find suck. another place. That would suck. Um, now, uh, why Malaga? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I did not really have any place in mind because I could work from any uh, anywhere in Spain. But um, when I was looking at the map, I remember I wanted a coastal city. So I had plenty of cities like lined up. Uh, Almeria, Malaga, Cadiz. Um, I talked to my sister. She said like Almuñecar, which is like part of the Granada province. Okay. So I was like looking at different cities, uh, including Valencia at the end. Mm-hmm. But then uh, my flight was coming directly to Malaga. So I said, like, maybe I should start with Malaga. So, uh, <laughs> and also, I, I like Almeria, when I was looking at um, places to rent, I found like the difference was clear in prices. Like it was like 200 euros for one month cheaper than Malaga. I was okay. like, but then when I talked to some people like uh, from Spanish friends that I met either in Riga or in my previous uh, trips to Spain. Right. They were like, hey, Almeria is a bit boring. It's a bit dead. So, I mean, if you really want to live and, like, you're young, I think Malaga would be a better choice. So that's why I started with uh, Malaga. Nice. And I also had another uh, city in mind, uh, Santa Cruz de Tenerife, and I'm going actually next week uh, okay. for five days. So maybe I actually might move there if I like it in next week. Who knows? Interesting. 
It'll be very weird if we come back and you don't live here in my. In, I mean, in, I can come back and forth. Visit. But you can come back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, and and I'm learning that that is something uh, people do. Like, yeah. The, um, suddenly, um, Marbella, uh, which is just a few a few cities over. Yeah. Right, is becoming a, a lot in the 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 universe. You know what I mean? Obviously, I'm talking to people who live in Marbella, meeting people who go to Marbella. Right, we've never been. We haven't been further. Oh, we haven't been. I have. We haven't been further east than uh, if you had Roma. So yeah, uh, further, I, I say station. further east, but uh, I don't. I have it's no more idea west, if actually. it's east or west. Or it's east. west, actually. Right. Puencarola is here. Malaga is here. So right, We're going west, more west. Yeah. Right, right. So um, uh, no, as far as the, the last train station, I haven't done that because again, that would involve hopping on a bus. Yes. And going further. Exactly. And Fox is not allowed on the bus. Oh. Uh-huh. Right. And so uh, we haven't done that. Although we do have a friend, hopefully, shout out to Tanya, who's going to uh, take us out to uh, Nirha. Oh, uh, lovely. This coming, like a week from uh, today, or hope, fingers crossed, because, you know, we leave on a week from Sunday. Okay. Um yeah, so we're so going to Anerha before that. That's amazing. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, lovely. Yeah, yeah. Love it. That's why we're going. Because everybody has said, oh, you got to go to Anerha. It's yes. gorgeous. It's beautiful. You yes. get to see it before you leave. And so hopefully our friend who has a car. Because I've also manifested friends who have cars. Right? Like, so far, like, of the bunch of people we met this time around, I'd say half of them have a car. So that not want, the digital nomad community, most, most no, most no, people, people don't. Not that's why I had to branch out a little bit. <laughs> people with cars, so yeah. that's your first question when you meet someone. You got a car? Yeah, car? yeah. <laughs> no, I, you know, it happens naturally, it just happens, you know, whatever. <laughs> I go to out events. How'd you get it? Got a car? We're friends now, <laughs> uh, a, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, now, uh, you study language. Yes, and, and studied. studied language. Now, how many languages do you speak? Well, fluently three, which is my native tongue: Arabic, English, and Spanish. Okay, French. I mean, I can understand a lot. All right, um, but I would say I can ha- handle a, a basic conversation. But I would need like a course of six months to regain what I lost. Right, a little bit of Latvian, maybe. I mean, some words because... like ba- ba- what I call battle language. Right, it's enough if you're there, you can navigate where you need to go Mm-mm. my 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 things are can i find a bathroom okay if i can find a bathroom in a native tongue i don't necessarily i'm not fluent in it but I, that's what i call battle i can get a bathroom i can probably figure out something to eat okay right for me i like latvians uh, unlike spanish they really speak well like uh, well english in right. general Especially the young population, I would say ninety-five percent of them do it, like speak it. But uh, in the supermarket, you have these uh, old generation back from the Soviet times. Uh, they do not speak English, so you need to right. learn either um, some words in Russian or preferably in Latvian, just to get your salad or chicken or meat. So learn these words. That's what I had to do. But other than that, anywhere else you you can get, you'll be fine with just English. Now you speak a lot of English. Yeah. No, because, I mean, that's all we know. That's all we talk to people. 
Maybe we can switch to Spanish. I'm learning a little bit of Spanish, uh, a little tiny bit. I yeah, I mean, Spanish last Spanish. night I was surprised at the restaurant. <laughs> you were like there. I was about to do the translation, and you were like already replying. I was like, I don't need to do anything. I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. Now I have a question for you. In what language do you dream? Um, sometimes I don't even remember the dreams, but once uh, I was uh, like, my sister was visiting me here. She was like, you were dreaming and saying things in English. I was like, interesting. She was uh, saying, uh, you were saying something about malt liquor. Oh, interestingly. Well, <laughs> because uh, my we, favorite YouTuber. We're, we're definitely going to have to get into this <laughs> malt liquor conversation. Absolutely. So um, my favorite YouTuber is like that malt liquor, malt liquor drinker. Uh-huh. So that's what she said. I was like, okay, I guess in English, but sometimes in Arabic, sometimes yeah. in Spanish. It depends okay. on who is involved. Involved in the dream, yeah. I was having this conversation with actually, actually another one of my in previous interviews. Shout out to Tara, who uh, also studied language and went, went uh-huh. to um, should meet her. Uh, she was in Sweden and spent a lot of time in Sweden. So she learned Sweden. She's American. Oh, right, wow. so she knows English um, and a little bit of Spanish, what have you. And I was, of course, I like to ask that question. People who I know who study languages, like, what language do you dream in? Because I know that we use our brains to, you know, communicate and whatever. And I figure my assumption is that it, it's whoever's in the dream with you. However, yes. you normally talk to that person. Exactly, you're dreaming in that language, Indeed. and I often wondered if, like, do you do you ever have, a, let's say, call it a nightmare, where you're trying to talk to, let's say, you and Loyanke are having a conversation. You normally talk in English, but for some reason, you're talking to her in in Arabic, and she's replying in she's Dutch, right? Yeah, yeah, she's replying in, in Dutch. Dutch. And somehow right. you understand And that. somehow you kind of, you're trying, or, or you recognize that you can't understand each other. And you're like, but I know we're speaking and I know we normally talk, but there's this barrier, right? And of course, I, I would imagine in your dream, she wouldn't be talking Dutch because that means you'd have to understand Dutch enough to have her speaking it. Yeah, but um, I think the mind is capable of um, right? registering certain noises, which right. are languages. right. And and reproducing it. Yes. So I mean, I've heard Dutch many times. So it, I wouldn't be surprised if in the dream she says something mm. like a, a perfect Dutch sentence because you've heard that, and the mind registers certain things that we are like in the subconscious. You're not right. aware of it, but it's there. So um, it's a good question. I mean, this is deep. I'm not an expert in this, but I wouldn't be surprised if right. you heard like a perfect sentence in Dutch from someone that appeared in your dream or something. Yeah. Like. Listeners, let us know what language you dream in, because um, that's one of my favorite questions. It's not an easy question, no, though. No, it's not. Uh, right? Not everybody can. Not everybody answer. recalls their dreams. Yes. Right? And then, uh, if, uh, and that's really a question for people who speak multiple languages, right? Because Fluently. Fluently speak multiple languages, right? Because I've always imagined that, because when I was first started thinking about it, I said, well, they must speak in their native tongue, because that's the one you can use without thinking. Yes. Right, mm-hmm. like if you I mean, if you want to have a conversation in Arabic, you could completely do it and don't have to really work at thinking. At sometimes you have to. It depends on how how much you practice the language. Uh, sometimes I have to think in Arabic. Like, how do you say that word? Like, you lose the grip of certain words oh, because you don't sense. use that language as often as Spanish, for instance. Now, right. for instance. so uh, 
your brain has to think it like interesting language is a is a tool that we created like this linguistics again we're going right. back to the philosophy of language right 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 we are not i love the like Karen, we, we, we've been a whole episode on this. <laughs> oh, it's going to be very boring for many because uh, <laughs> linguistics is not, uh, it's philosophy. Philosophy is yeah, yeah. boring for many, but may, very it's interesting most, for yeah, many. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it depends on who the, the type of audience. Yeah. But I know my audience will have to get into some of our nerd talk in a minute as well. This and is then, a nerdy talk for and sure. Then of course, yeah, yeah. And then, of course, I want to have, we got to talk about the malt liquor and the producers of America. <laughs> the more degenerate that stuff. stuff. I can skip That's the nerdy the part and we can go straight let, to the malt liquor. Now, <laughs> let, 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 let's examine this. Now, now, now uh, uh, is there an Arabic phrase for malt liquor? <sighs> like, how would you, if, if you wanted that, but you had to ask for an Arabic, what would you, how would, would you for ask instance, for that? Like in the, like Libya, a place where I come uh-huh. from, it's a country where alcohol, to get alcohol is very hard. Right. Like it's an Islamic country, so... But uh, like I've known many friends that actually drink constantly on the weekend. Right. But you need to go to certain. It's like having a dealer here in Spain to get cocaine or something. Right. That you get the idea, black market. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but what they sell is non-alcoholic beer, and they call it mashai, which is like malt water. Okay. So if I want to say malt liquor in Arabic, it would be. So how do you say? Can you say alcohol in Arabic? Alcohol, actually, alcohol comes from. Oh, uh, it's an Arabic word that I, you guys took no it from. Uh, the, yeah, yeah, alcohol. The word actually "al" uh-huh. is the Arabic. Um, what do you call it? Like um, for the the translation for okay. the, the the article. The article. The, the right. article. The in Arabic is "al," and that's why "kohol" comes with "alcohol," but that is it's Arabic. It's the "kohol." It's "kohol," "kohol," but uh, usually lo- loan words sometimes come like in a package, so okay. to speak. So they took the article with it. Like um, in Spanish, it happens a lot with Arabic. So uh, almohada means uh, pillow in Spanish, but okay. al is the al, no. the article taken from it. But it kind of comes in a package. Okay. So it's it's a process. It's evolution. But yeah. Look at me learning shit here on the podcast. Yeah, yeah I mean, awesome. we opened the, this uh, linguistics door, and yeah. now uh, we're like on an endless trip. Don't you know, mind. Don't mind language philosophy, which is endless. But yeah. Um, Alcohol is an Arabic word. So okay. Alcohol. So alcohol. So how would you say malt? Uh, shaya. Shaya. So shaya alcohol. You can say that. Alcohol is shaya. But probably not, you probably wouldn't have al in it because just the alcohol, Yeah, because right? of gra- Arabic grammar, which is right, uh, right, very right. complicated. But uh, another word that is more commonly used for alcohol. Kohol in Arabic, it's usually alcohol that, um, like uh, ethanol. Like rubbing alcohol. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, okay, yeah. But for the liquor, Drinking. it's khamr. It's more, so another word. Mm-hmm. So khamr shayr would be the word. Khamr shayr. For the malt liquor. All right. Although I think not many would understand no, it. No, yeah. but, it, but, but it, even it, Americans, sometimes I mention that malt liquor and they don't know what malt liquor. I've met many Americans that say, what is that? What and is I show liquor? them the 40 ounce container and say like, okay. I think they recognize They'll recognize the brand, then the ingredients, because malt liquor is just the ingredient, right? But if, but most American, you like, okay, do you want like Schlitz or Old English or St. Ives? St. Ives is kind of out of business, but still, if you get, you get old enough black person, they're going to know what St. Ives is, and I'm definitely an old black person, which is the moment you said St. Ives, cracking up. Look at my eye. Look I mean, at yeah. Eye. 
there's a whole drinking community on YouTube. Uh, they call themselves the Malt Liquor Drinking Community. Okay. And I was introduced to it actually by uh, entertainment because uh, there I watch sometimes comedy on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And there was this guy that whenever he drank alcohol that I thought was beer mm-hmm. would be even funnier. And I would laugh my ass off. And this guy once dedicated an entire video to another creator. He said, like, this guy has been on YouTube doing this, drinking malt liquor. And then I was like, okay. And he put his um, channels uh, in the description. Right. I clicked on it and I was like, who the hell is this guy? Boring at the beginning. And then all of a sudden, like, uh, I kind of laughed a few times and I started coming back for more. And I noticed this guy is even funnier than the comedian that I was following. Right. And it's interesting how, and this, and I eventually discovered that this beer that they drink is not actually beer. It's It's similar. But it's called malt liquor, it's so malt liquor. and that's how it started my passion, <laughs> yeah, my passion, your for, passion for malt liquor. <laughs> so it started with comedy, like <clears throat> because like people sometimes become funnier when they drink alcohol. Uh, it can, it can lose so, a lot when you're sober. Yeah. I mean, so so many people are sober, but they like being accompanied by people who are drinkers because they're sober. They're just there sitting yeah. and laughing their ass off because that's they enjoy the, the things they say. Because it does free up the tongue a little bit. I mean, we we uh, oftentimes call uh, alcohol in the U.S. truth serum. <laughs> truth serum. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, if you're really thinking something, put a little drinks in people, you're going to hear, hear what they're thinking. Because whatever that filter is, it, it just breaks yeah, down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it dissolves in alcohol. And, <laughs> and you all say, know this. Huh? Right, right, right. That's why they say don't text an ex. You know, don't don't text an ex. Ah, when, when you're when drunk. You drink, yeah. When you're drunk. Right, because it's not good. It's just not it, it, you tap into those kind of emotions that that still underlie. And shut up, Fox. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so so now because when you first mentioned malt liquor, my knee, my knee jerk response is you were a hip hop head, <laughs> and you love like listening to Ice Cube, NWA. Yes. And you know, like old school West Coast gangster yeah. rap, right? Because they, they all talk about Saint Ives. I mean, yes, right. Uh, They're all about the the. Because I grew up in that culture. Yeah, right. So I'm very <laughs> familiar with it, um, which really cracked me up because, again, you haven't. No, I did not discover it through hip hop. Not right, at all. Right, but right. then I discovered that these uh, malt liquor brands back in the 90s and 90s, yeah. early 2000s, they were sponsoring these uh, hip-hop artists, Ice Cubes, mm-hmm. uh, Easy, and some of them, even Snoop Dogg, actually, they have uh, songs dedicated to dedicated malt liquor to these, and say yes, yes. I was like, wow, interesting. I, but I did not discover malt liquor through these guys. I which, mean, I don't listen to hip-hop that much. Really. Right, which, which when you when I found out you don't really listen to the whole lot, I'm like, how the fuck do you know about Exactly. <laughs> it's crazy how... Say that. Right, because again, that, that is so ingrained in the yeah, hip hop icon, hip hop culture. You know, but you're like, no, nope. I found it through comedy. But I, I'm willing to bet those comedians, you know, drank it. I mean, they found it. I mean, again, it was a popular drink. You know, it, it was cheap. Yes. Inexpensive, you know, and, and, and you can get a lot of it, exactly. and it. And it can get you faded. And they call it inflation proof because in the times of inflation after COVID, the only thing that didn't change in price is malt liquor. You malt still liquor. get it for exactly right. the same price five years ago. Right. I've never bought one, but that's what they say in the, right, right, right. In the drinking community. Yeah. Again, I'm going to see if I, I don't think I can bring it over. Uh, cause my, I would love to bring you a bottle of malt liquor. 
Uh, yeah, um, I can get it actually in Europe through Amazon. Um, I mean, yeah, but my dream is to go exactly to the United the States, live the dream. I don't think I'm gonna even. Li- I don't like beer, so I no. know almost. <laughs> You're not gonna sure. like it. You're yeah, gonna hate it. I know it. That, I'm, that I'm not gonna. But it's it's like just. I want to be there with you so so bad. Having my first sip having of your first sip of Molly. I, I want to walk with you. To most likely be New York or Miami, which yes. is East Coast, right? East Coast. You come all the way to the West, which is fine. Um, uh, walk to the liquor store because you can't find that shit like in a in a grocery store uh, or gas stations. I heard they, they sell more ga- or gas station, right? Like, but but go to that. Go into the back. Open up. Uh, you, you might have to go to a liquor store specifically because they. Say I know Saint Ives fall out of uh, whatever. You might find Old English. Yeah. A lot of times, a lot of those malt liquors are have stopped being as popular, so a lot of guesses don't yeah. come anymore. Um, they say malt liquor is like in the all time lows now because, it, right? It, it's it's fading. It, it's fading out of favor. Yeah. So probably in who knows? Yeah. In a few years we might not hear. Of but when you get one, I want I want I want you to twist that that bottle cap. Yep. Yep. Crack it on cap. Crack it. On cam, hopefully. Just and like and you got to pour some out for your homies. You understand that <laughs> the ritual? dead homies? Uh, yeah, you got to pour some out for my or dead for homies. No, hip-hop will still be alive. Okay. Not, but just any free day. You know, for me, this for my dead homies. And then crack it back. Yeah, And not? then be like... <laughs> so, yeah, I actually... If I do that, I need to get another drink. Yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. No, no, then, then after we do that... Uh, the backup drink. We'll go in. to a bar. Okay. We'll go to a bar and, so just, and, a sip and to... just a sip to say you have done it. Just yeah. for content. Just for content. Now, speaking of content, you have a YouTube channel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, this is completely separate from anything we've discussed before. Yeah. In Venezuela, I was an English teacher back then. I had uh, this certificate, uh, CELTA, they called Certificate in English Language Teaching to Adults, which is a hard certificate to get. Okay. Uh, it was a challenging course, I remember. And, like, they kind of they bring. Um, supervisors from Canada, the United States to come and like when you teach there, there to take notes on what you did right, what you did wrong. And before the practice, actually, they they give you like a theory um, lessons where you learn how the teaching goes, like the teaching stages. And yeah, I became an English teacher. It was great. Uh, I've loved, like I loved it. Uh, It's just... um, uh, it's not the profession that makes you a lot of money. So right. I remember like I was teaching, I was like doing this. So I said, I, I want to do something where I can earn a, a good living out of it. So I was thinking of doing YouTube and I was targeting US dollar because in Venezuela, if you didn't know, there was a hyperinflation where the Venezuelan Bolivar was really worthless. That, right. And that's what I was earning. The currency I was getting <laughs> my salary in was the Bolivar, which was and i said to myself i gotta target the u.s dollar i gotta go for the benjamins and uh, i applied for many online jobs in the united states but all of them as soon as they they realized i don't have the green card like the residence permit in in, uh, in the united states they were like no we cannot hire you blah blah right so i was like where can i do it so i started searching and i realized youtube is uh, um a website a platform where you can work and get your money in u.s dollars and you don't need a residence permit right in the United States. I was like, you know what? I'm going to start teaching in English and put it on my YouTube channel. 
I did that, but then I kind of got bored because I was teaching in the morning and in the evening teaching again on YouTube. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to do something else that that is interesting to me, which was video gaming. I remember like I had my PlayStation 3 back then. Wow, I started crazy. just upload, like recording. Were you always uploading. a PlayStation guy? Yes. Nice. Since uh, the first gaming uh, console that we've had was a PlayStation 1 back in 1998. Right. It was um, a gift from my father to my brother and I. Oh, nice. So PlayStation 1 was the first console we got. So definitely a PlayStation. But now I currently have uh, an Xbox. I bought it for the first time this, well, last year. Okay. So. Um, Sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm, actually, a, I'm a PlayStation dude. So. Yeah, but actually. Uh, if, you, if, if you want a true gaming experience, you got to have both. Especially because. Yeah. There are. Game companies only make for one platform yes. or another, and if you want to get a wide variety of experience, you gotta you gotta figure those out. Fox, shut up! It's actually one of the reasons why I kind of regret uh, buying an Xbox instead of a PlayStation uh, Five, is because um, Sony has the rights to Spider Man. Yes, we talked do. about uh, superheroes last yes, night. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, the uh, Spider Man game came out less than three months ago. And it was only available on the PlayStation platform. Sony only wants it on their platform. Right. So uh, I was like, I really want to play this game, but I cannot. So do I need to buy a PlayStation 5 and I have two consoles for what? So I need to, I was really thinking of reselling, like selling the Xbox and getting a PlayStation 5. Right. And I'm still thinking about it. So who knows? Maybe soon I will do it. Interesting. For the Spider-Man game. But I also have my savings for the my channel, YouTube channel on the Xbox. So right. all the settings, all the game progress on Mortal Kombat, I have it there. Right. So it's a big challenge. What am I going to do now? now how, so you, you started a YouTube channel. <laughs> yep. Just recording my gameplays. And I remember like a few Mortal Kombat videos starting going viral. 2016, that's a year after I created my channel. Interesting. And yeah, I was like, you know what? Mortal Kombat is doing great. So let's keep uploading. And I started uploading, recording, doing list top tens, evolution right. videos. And yeah, uh, I've been riding that train since 2016. It's been it's impressive. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, uh, you know, I, I know quite a few people with YouTube channels, whatever, and I, we have our own, of course, Big Sexy Dude has a YouTube channel. Yes, I'm um, subscribed to it, by the way. We, yes, yes, yes. We, and we don't, but we don't do, like, I'm going to be revamping it this year, right? Because right now, the majority of stuff on our YouTube channel is either promo work for my co hosts' uh, magic shows. And things of that nature, or like the podcast is on the YouTube, but it's it's not video. It's just uh, you know our cover art and the audio for the podcast. Um, our Patreon subscribers have access to the video. So okay, like we're videoing right now, so our Patreon members can see us. We'll see we'll, if they're watching on the Patreon or whatever. Um, but so I'm still intrigued. Like, how do you earn money on, on you? Money on you? But you gotta get the followers. You gotta get the views. You gotta yeah, get... it's the views mostly. So subscribers. Yeah. Many people think subscribers is what pays. No, it doesn't. Subscribers are only there, like to get your. I mean, they become eventually views, but not all of them. So I, right. I have like in my channel almost two hundred and fifty thousand uh, subscribers. Right. Doesn't mean that two hundred and fifty thousand is like it's not an automatic two hundred and fifty thousand yeah. views. I wish drop a video. So if you put a video that is not relevant to the audience, nobody's gonna watch it. You're gonna right. have like just a few hundred views. So right. that's not gonna if make you're lucky. money. Exactly. <laughs> so you have enough. to 
respect kind of these subscribers. They were subscribed for gaming, so do not come with uh, crypto something. Right, 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 right. right. Or politics. Yeah, no, right. Like, yeah, like us talking about your language, uh, whatever. Exactly. Or me talking about linguistics in a video gaming channel. Like, what the hell? That's right. why actually many sponsors, like, they come and reach out to you. Uh, so they want to put like an integration ad in one of uh, your videos. So mm -hmm. that is not Google AdSense, which is what makes you most of the money on right. YouTube, but other advertisements that come within the video itself. So it's not non-skippable unless the viewer kind of skips through it manually. Right. So it's in there. And many, like I've worked with TikTok, uh, Amino, uh, Shadow um, Legends, which is a, an, a mobile game. Okay. I've worked with many sponsors. And you can actually make good money, extra money on top of the money that you get on YouTube. So it's, just, it's great. But you have to know what kind of sponsors you get into your videos. Right. Is it relevant to my viewers? So something like TikTok back then, I made good money and it was relevant to the viewers. I, you can even see in the comments. But uh, like some sponsors come and they want to advertise I don't know. Recently, there was one talking to me about food, blah, blah, blah. I was like, how is this relevant to gaming? Like, right. nobody's interested in that. So I only take sponsors, like, uh, from video games, mobile games, or technology, something tech-related. That, that fits into what your channel is. Exactly, what, what the viewers. So, uh, yeah, we were, I'm actually, I feel proud. I'm actually speaking to my first sponsor. Uh, maybe. Potential sponsor for Big Sexy Digital Nomad. Now, it's a friend of mine. Mm. Uh, uh, shout out to Billy, um, who runs uh, a, a site called cruisehabit.com. And we met on a cruise uh, on my birthday cruise on Virgin Voyages. Uh, shout out to Virgin Voyages. You need to become sponsors. Um, and he has a website. So he, he started talking to me about maybe let's look at what sponsorship looks like. You know, we can put some ads in for his cruise habit and see whatever, whatever. And of course, my, my initial fear, my knee jerk fear is that we, we don't have enough following you know, to warrant it, right? Um, but on the flip side, you know, maybe we do. Maybe we do have enough numbers that it makes sense to start. Because you start off small. You start off with... Exactly. Right, I, start I started with, with nothing. Right, right. You actually, started you, with nothing. You start you just and you build. You build as it grows, right? And if all of a sudden, you know, uh, we're starting to, to send money to, to like business to cruise habit and, you know, because uh, this, is, this is a travel podcast, First and foremost, right? Uh, there is some magic addition to it. There is uh, uh, the interviews are kind of taking a life of their own in a sense. True. But I'm still I'm still talking to travelers, right? So even even though like even though we talked about a lot of linguistics and and <laughs> and gaming stuff, right? Um, it's still your perspective. It's still your your view as a person in the world, right? So uh, your story as a traveler gets told here. Um, so I think that building upon the the mentality of the traveler, like I'm starting to find my niche, right? Like you found that gaming is your niche. And you're like, oh, you know, I game. I'm not, I'll figure that out. And I'll, I'll just post gaming stuff. Yes. Right? And build from there. Exactly. Um, you know, I suppose you could have posted about languages and the philosophy I did, of languages. So right, right. Kind of didn't continue. Didn't, didn't you? <laughs> right. Because it didn't. It didn't the, you kind of go where the audience speaks to, right? Like, oh, so, oh this is this is good. Exactly. Yeah. And you did it for like, I'm, I need to do this for monetary reasons. Yes. So what's going to make me money quickly? And that's and, it's and, my full job now. And it's your job now, right? Yeah. Like that. That's what you do. So I was interested in. I got to work. Oh yeah, you got to make your content. You got to do. 
you know, stuff, which is... Yeah, yeah something similar to what you have here. Yeah, yeah, that's what, what I'm working on. I'm actually going to try to build. I want to pick your brain a little bit later about how to, you know, uh, uh, build that stuff. Because, again, I like talking to successful, you know, uh, uh, people who who are able to do this and, and you know, um, whittle it down and take those kind of notes. I'm going to focus on 2024, a possibility. Did you... Um, have any desire to uh, like document? You, you said your father is a um, uh, used to be an ambassador. Used to be an ambassador. Uh, any desire to go into that field or document that yeah. kind of stuff? In Venezuela, actually, I, I applied for uh, the Diplomatic Academy of Vienna. That's where I was born. Okay. And it's one of the best academies, diplomatic academies in the world. I think it's ranked top five. Oh, wow. And uh, I was like, yeah, it would be so good if I did it, blah, blah, But yeah, the dreams were kind of crushed by the rejection letter that I got. So. Right. <laughs> and I never applied again. Since now I'm, I'm in Europe, I should actually look into it. And I think I have good chances now. Yeah. But to be honest, like... But are you passionate about it? Is, yeah. Is, is, is the, the area you want to go into? Yeah, I don't know. Diplomacy. It's a it's a long path. But who knows? Maybe one day I will, now that I think about it. But it's not the I don't have the same passion anymore yeah, for right. it. Yeah. Back then when I was, I don't know, nineteen that's I was like, I can start something. Right. But now not, I'm thirty two, do you kind of establish do you want to start something brand new? Like if I want to start something now, I would start like another YouTube channel channel related to fitness, which is an idea that I had back then before creating the gaming channel. So I had like three ideas, teaching, gaming, and fitness. And I never started with the third one, but I know I can do something about it. Yeah. So um, who knows? Uh, If I was to start something, I would definitely, that would be a priority rather than studying diplomacy. Right. Now, how did you you find the Malaga Digital Nomad Group? Uh, uh, Interesting. Um... It's through Tinder, like a dating app. Uh, okay. I met, um, I matched with uh, Camila. I don't know. I hope she's uh, okay with me saying this on the podcast. But well, well um, I have to do. That. I have to go back and listen to her episode. As a matter of fact, I'm almost positive she mentioned it in her episode. Okay, great. So uh, since yeah. she's open, I can be open. And although nothing happened right, dramatically, right. Uh, like uh, I remember uh, we met the first time. Everything went great. Blah blah. blah. Uh, a week later, I asked her for the second time, like to hang out. And then she was somewhere else, like in Barcelona, I think back then. Mm-hmm. And she was like, Hey, I'm not in Malaga, but if you want to hang out, I have this, uh, amazing group of friends. Uh, they hang out uh, and they're hanging out today. So she sent me the link to the WhatsApp, uh, mm-hmm. link, like the WhatsApp group. Right. And then I went there. I just, uh, saw like some people hanging out, you know, the list of names and everything. Right. I just put my name, and there I met uh, the first one was Jules, Flora, Denny was there, I remember, Gundega, the Latvian girl. Right. Oof, a bunch of uh, people, and then even Jessica, I met her on that um, same night, the first night. She was uh, with Yasin, her ex-boyfriend. Right. So I met there, uh, I met everybody there, and... Yeah. Slowly the group started to expand and then you came along. And right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Met, 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 met you. You were, again, the, the first Wine Wednesday I went to, you were there. Yes. Um, and I knew, I didn't know anybody. I knew zero people. 
I knew absolutely nobody. Um, again, my wife sick me on the group. Like my <laughs> wife knew Kelsey. Shout out to Kelsey. Shout out to Kelsey. Kelsey. <laughs> hey, Kelsey. Thank you. Um, you know, and and again, I'm a so you, you now you know me. I'm a social butterfly. I love going and doing this stuff. Absolutely. Like and so I went and meet people. And again, I have I have one of the best icebreakers in the world is my name. Right? Yes. Like so- it's, it's 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 an instant conversation starter. Right. I get to talk about it, I explain it, or I get to watch people struggle with it. it it's what it is. Right. Um, but yeah, it was such an interesting group of individuals, and of course, as I have met more folks and have interviewed more folks it's amazing how many people are part of the group because of a dating app yes yeah it, it, that happens like you, you you match up on this app over here i think kelsey's also yes. the same story yeah and and you connect with somebody else who might be a part of the group and then they add you to the group almost kind of same scenario yeah i'll meet with this group over here hey let me add you to the group and then blah, blah, blah. and then you just became friends and it just grow like that like i love that idea right because i mean you know uh i don't know how much you believe in fate or uh-huh. you know things are not necessarily so destined, but, right? but right i mean think about it like had you and Cammy not gotten along or swiped the wrong way on another the trajectory of your social circle would have changed is completely different yes you know what i mean um, had my wife found a different Paul class to go to, big sexy wouldn't be here. The trajectory of our our social circle would be different. Might be Absolutely. different, right? It takes very little, right? It, it, it just one one brief moment, one little doot, and oh, and then changed. boom, here's another world. Yes, right, and that that's kind of what I hope for, um, with the podcast, right? Like. You never know, like like you you hear, hear me ask everybody. I want to be, I want you to be on the podcast. I want to be on the podcast. People are like, no, I don't think I'm interested enough. I don't. Oh, my English is not great enough. Da 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 da. Like, no, get on the podcast. Trust me, get on the podcast. Because what I hope for, what I kind of dream about, is that your story, somebody's story, if they tell it, some random person they don't even know, somewhere else in the world goes, oh man, I would love to see enter name of home country here. I know Big Sexy. Big Sexy knows that person. Let me shoot a message and see if they'd be willing to tell me about, let's say, Latvia, right? Tell me about Latvia. Hey, Big Sexy, I, yeah, I heard your interview with Nas. You've been to Latvia for a while. I'm interested in going. What, can, what information can you give me? Suddenly, I connect you to that person, boom, hmm. right? And that now person may get a chance to experience Latvia that they were questioning, wasn't sure about because of this. They heard your interview. They don't know you for shit on this podcast, right? That's the kind of magic I think can happen and I want to have happen. So I'm really hopeful that that kind of stuff grows. But the only way that happens is, well, you got you to make that kind of shit. You got to make that happen, right? So what exactly. I, what I got to do, I got to interview everybody I meet, everybody I talk to, because let everybody tell the story, you know, because the more people you meet. The better. The better. The more connections can happen. Yeah. I'm excited, you but know. some people are like a bit shy. Like I remember Frisa before uh, you came along last night. We were waiting for you. Mm-hmm. I thought like, uh, yeah, I'm going tomorrow to for the podcast, blah blah. So I thought like, have you been to the podcast? She was like, oh, I'm too shy to be there. <laughs> so yeah, some people are yeah can be. I've been asking Chris since I was, that was since the first time I met her. 
Yeah, so it's not like they don't want it. It's like, oh. Yeah. And, and, and the other thing I'm hoping as I keep doing these and interviewing more people are like, okay, I know you're nervous. Just listen. Listen to it. Listen to this episode. You know this person, right? You know this person. Listen to their episode. But you can do like a group sometimes. I want people to. That, that's what I haven't done yet. I want. Done I want. Yet? I haven't done. No, I haven't done yet. Ah. <laughs> I want to get a group together. Like I would love to. You know, hopefully when we come back, and we're establishing. Definitely, you might have need a another over. microphone. But right. like, if you need. Well, no. I, this is the thing about the Blue Yeti. Uh, shout out to Blue Yeti. You can just. Oh, the um, uh, it had. Uh, it's omnidirectional. Omnidirectional. So I can throw it right in the middle of the table. Switch it to that omnidirectional uh, setting. And everybody sit round table. Yeah, and just, just put it in the center, and mm-hmm. you're good to go. Yeah, That's amazing. The goal. I want, I, I want to do that. Uh, the problem is, every time I think about doing that, we're usually out somewhere, or we're out at a party. But I, they don't need to be. That's the yeah. thing we do. Just, like at Cammy's place. I'm not a microphone nerd, but I know the omnidirectional picks a lot of background noises. Unlike it the, does. This uh, they, they, there is a name for every. I, I forgot now. Like I don't have the terms in my head mm-hmm. but this uh it's a mode, pop, it's a pop screen oh this, this the, the mode what is the name the mode when you have that not omnidirectional but only one uh it's uh it's focal like right now it's on focal right now okay. it's only coming from this so this every side. noise that is picked up around us is kind of canceled which is great but in the omnidirectional the microphone picks everything picks so everything. it's a bad idea to do it outdoors it's more you gotta indoors. do it indoors. that's what i'm saying we do it inside cammy's place she has a local centralized location Okay. People love going over there. Oh yeah! Um, it's in the center, it's big, right? Spacious. And and it can get a group. And if we get the group who normally hangs out in that circle, right? I've interviewed maybe half of them already. Yeah. Right. So there's already a comfort level of people. Oh, no, I've been on the podcast for months, so we can chat or whatever. And then we can include newcomers like Chris, uh, Tiffany, exactly, uh, Lilio. You know, um, Denny doesn't want to do it. I've asked Denny. He would he, do it in a group for sure. He specifically said, I'm not interested in doing the podcast, <laughs> which is fine. Like, again, I'm not getting anybody, right? Jules, uh, uh, I asked Jules. Cause again, He's not in Malaga anymore. Jules, I wanted, like, I asked him back in the summertime. And, like, I really wanted Jules because he created the group. Yes. Right? The I'm CEO. A, I need the to chairman. have. I need you. I need you on the podcast because you, you've created. Yeah this environment that I am now thriving in. So of course I want to interview the creator of this environment. Like what made you do this? Why? What brought that oh. about? But you know, how do you how do you think it's going? How do you feel about it? You know? Yeah, that would be great because now that he's gone, it's like, what does he think? About right. It? Like maybe he's and creating it, and something. He's gone, but he pops in every now and then, you know, to hang out yeah. every blue moon, which is amazing. You know? Uh, I would love to have Denny because Denny was the first person I met um, really. of this of this circle of group because he set up the wine whispers, right? So when I first came out, he was the first person who said said hello, right? Um, but again, I respect his wishes, right? So again, I have people that want to get on. So I think a group a group interview would be great, especially in the summer. Yes, like how awesome we get, get, get we all get together, Cammies. We'll do an interview, and then we'll all grab our bathing suits and we'll shoot to the beach. Amazing. And we'll go to the beach and hang yeah, out. It would be like day. a more 
chill kind of do whatever like the joe rogan experience back like when it started how just yeah. a bunch of guys in the basement just smoking weed and, and just chilling chilling yeah it was not like the way it is now it's just like, it's just like a bunch yeah there, there's no neon sign behind me saying big no. sex edition nomad although uh let's look into how much that costs <laughs> great. Where, where would you hang it? Though? Wherever I'm at, I would just take it with me and I have a box. I have my, I have my, my big sexy box. Fox, quiet. All right, that's Fox letting us know he's he's done and ready to go. But we're not paying enough oh. attention to him. Fox. Shh. All right, all right, listeners. Well, we'll wrap it up. Uh, 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 because again, we can talk for hours, but there's yeah, a parade. For one hour and four minutes exactly. Now. There's a parade we want to go to. Yeah, uh, what time is tonight. it? Though? It is it is five twenty. Um, yeah, so we'll wrap it up here, and we'll, we'll do. I'm pretty sure we'll do this again, maybe hopefully in the summer. Whatever, we'll attack and whatever. Um, hopefully, it will be more organized. So I think if we organize it, it, the points we talk about, maybe, would be better. maybe, or you like it to flow? I like it to flow just like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. This is this is how I operate. I'm very much just a conversation. Not wherever, rigid. Wherever, wherever the conversation goes and flows. I know eventually what I want to start doing, and you're on my list for those folks, the people who have gotten a visa oh, to, yeah. to talk it's about their process. That would be great for many people who want to come, like especially now that many Americans are coming to, right. to Spain in general. It would be very right. helpful to them. So I have a, I've been making a list of people I know, like you, Laura, Natalie, Yes. People that I know that have gotten their visa relatively recently that can get on the podcast and talk about the process. Exactly. Be much more formalized and um, that, that's important. Uh, provide that information. Very important. And I want to do those as bonus episodes as well. Right? Like we still have, me and my co host, we still do our regular Wednesday episode. We just talk about the random If you do stuff. those, we should uh, post them in many groups mm-hmm. uh, on Facebook. So, yeah. first of all, you get. To, people viewers and these things help them and it's good that you met, like bring different people on different types of permits like laura is on the digital nomad permit uh, me on the non-lucrative natalie it's the same maybe me and yeah. natalie we can do it together and see how yeah. it's different or similar and this is on a student's German. permit yeah, yeah. so it helps a lot of people and you should post them on groups that that's my yes yeah, so that's my goal for the summer um this is start because also fingers crossed we will have also gone through the process and gotten our visa. Exactly. So we, so we can talk about our process. Yours, exactly. How was your process different from our process? Precisely. How was you know so Natalie's process different? Because again, your process included you going back to Latvia. Yes. Natalie had to go to England, right, to to pick up the visa, right. Um, I, I'm, I'm intrigued about those those companies. Karen, you know, who's here on the work, or, or no, she but. Talk to folks who are like in your are European or are in Schengen who can just come over and exactly. live here. Like I, I want to get those kind of, but much more uh, uh, about that topic than about the person I'm speaking with. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So listen, stay tuned for all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, also, hang tight. Me and Judgmentalist will have some kind of outro. I'm sure about the interview. Thank you. Nas, thank you again for coming and hanging out, man. Glad really, to be here. I really appreciate you 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 coming all the way out to Banal Madana and here and, I am and, and hanging out. Um where on the social medias can people find you? Uh, Instagram nas.farfer F-A-R-F-E-R. And yeah, if you have any questions. Your YouTube channel? Game Lucian. Game L U T I O N. Yes. Like all a red one logo. Word. Like yeah, like Revolution, but instead of Revo, game. 
Game Lucian. And of course, I'll put all the links in, in the summary and everything down below. So be sure, uh, listeners, go like and subscribe his videos. They're actually really fucking cool. Um, I, I was doing my Peacemaker research last videos night. out. The Peacemaker videos out. It, it's pretty. It's pretty awesome. It's funny. Um, yeah. So check that out. And then, uh, yeah, stay tuned, guys. We appreciate y'all listening. Safe travels. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Oh yeah. So that was Nas, man. You know, I mean, it's amazing. Let me ask you, uh, do you ever think about, like, did you ever learn a foreign language? Not to the point where I would say that I was fluent in that language. I took five years of Spanish in high school, but that was high school classroom Spanish. And you haven't Um, really used it outside of that? Conversational, but really, yes, it's one of those things where you got to jump in and actually use it or... You know, like I could read and identify some words here and there, but right. if you were to just drop me in, I'm useless. Yeah, I, I off like one of the big things that I often marvel at is the concept of language, right? The concept that because you grew up in this part, this part of the world, and I grew up in this part of the world, we speak completely differently. And me and Oz kind of got into that, right? We we're talking about, you know. The word for chair, you know, in English is chair, in Spanish is thea, in other languages it's something else, but they all mean chair, yeah. right? This one thing we we have uh, don't have agreement on what sounds our mouth make in order to describe that thing. You know, walking through Spain, I would marvel at little kids, you know, being kids, but kids in Spanish. You know, they're growing up and they're talking in Spanish and they're communicating in Spanish. And you're looking like, man, just because you grew up here, you speak a completely different language. And just like, you know, in the United States, it's so huge and we all speak English for the most part. Right. But if you go as from like from Vegas to California's length of travel in Europe, you're going to be in a completely different country where people complete, speak completely different yeah. in that same distance of travel. Like the, everything is different, like culturally different. And, and so some things are similar. Some things are, you know, vastly different. Like that idea of language has always marveled me, not to the point like Nas where he studied it, but it's just always been intriguing to me. Yeah. It's, it's uh, I've got a, a colleague whose daughter I want to say speaks 17 different languages and and considers herself fluent in 11 of them. That's amazing. That's amazing to me. You know, the brain capacity is, is, is incredible. Like I would love to get her on the, on the podcast and ask her what, what language does she dream in? That's my favorite thing to ask people who speak a lot of languages. What, what language do you dream in? We can make that happen. Listeners. If you speak another foreign language natively, uh, Write in and tell me what language you dream in, you know, because because the answer I get back a lot frequently is depends on who else is in the dream, right? Like if you normally speak, uh, let's say if you normally speak Libby, uh, um, Arabic, but you're talking to somebody in your dream who speaks English, then you switch over to English because that's how you you communicate with that person in your dream. 
you know, in the real world, your brain goes, this person I communicate in this fashion. I guess that makes sense because there would be no context for, let's say, for example, you and I to be speaking in Spanish. Right. Right. Or yeah. somebody that you speak almost exclusively in Spanish with to, to be speaking in English. I, I remember talking to Tara in a previous interview. Guys, go check that out. Where she where she was talking about, you know, that she dreams in usually English because she's from the U.S., but every now and then she would dream in Sweden. And I imagined I, I imagined a scenario where in her dream, which would be a nightmare, she's trying to communicate with like a love, like a grandmother or something like that, but she's only speaking in Swedish and they can't understand her. You know, because she studied this language for so long. I said, that sounds like a horrible dream that you're absolutely going to have. Yeah. So, yeah, thanks, guys, for this, tuning in to Nas. Uh, if you have any questions for Nas, go ahead and shoot, uh, shoot us a message. You can email it at bigsexynomad.com uh, g- at com, or you can do our social medias at bigsexynomad. Uh, hit up Nas. Check out Nas's YouTube channel. He does uh, gaming. Uh, he has a gaming channel, and he does a lot of Mortal Kombat stuff and uh, adjusting, you know, running through characters, cut scenes and stuff like that. It's really interesting. So take a peek at that if you get a chance. And go to our merch store. Swing by whereisbigsexy.com. That's where, like you're putting on clothes. W-E-A-R. And then uh, if you want to join the Patreon and support us, uh, we appreciate that. You can also join the community for free. But if you want to send some cheddar our way, we, we, we won't deny it. We really appreciate that. It really helps us out. Helps us grow. Help us get better. And better, and we want to get better for you. And you can go there to our Patreon website at it's you can go to www.patreon.com backslash big sexy digital nomad. Wow, that's a lot of words. Or you can just go to bullwiththebutthole.com and join there. And we appreciate to have you on the community. Hell yeah. All right, but in the mean, yeah, any, any, any lasting messages you got for folks? This will uh, uh, go out uh, as of this recording this coming Saturday, so this will be dropping really soon. You got any shows or anything coming up for folks? Um, just want to remind everybody, next week, Sunday, I will be performing at uh, Stacy Stardust's Secret Circus and Big Sexy will be there too. That's you can right. Also see Matt Donnelly on that stage and some others. So if you are listening to this as it drops, you are a little over a week away from that show. Yep. And if you're in Vegas, the weekend, the first weekend of February, February 1st through the 5th, check out the uh, Stacy Stardust Secret Circus. And also, it's possible that it hasn't been confirmed yet, but Big Sexy might be performing at Bleach at uh, the theater right next to the artifice. I still haven't looked up the name of the theater. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, I'll look it up soon. I'll, I promise. And, and and post it somewhere. But I may be playing with Bleach. I, I put a feeler out if possible. So I may join. So you may be able to see me do some improv. There. Do you wear gloves? No, no, no. We, we do it raw. Okay. I, be careful I like with it. that. I like it raw. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's what I do. Yeah. Playing with Bleach. Just don't drink it. I live dangerous. No, no, I don't drink it. I don't have COVID. Uh, (laughs) All right, y'all. Thanks again for checking us out. We appreciate it. And in the meantime...
Safe travels. Safe travels.